like you're running life through the motions day after day? Do you feel sluggish with little energy to be able to spend time with your family? Do you feel like you're just not living up to your full potential? What if I told you you could transform your life through mindset and movement? Here on the Ecala Podcast, you'll be inspired, be motivated, and be able to take action to become that best version of yourself. The Ecala Podcast is for those who want the opportunity to better themselves through health and wellness. Here you'll learn tips from experts in their field, hear inspirational stories to help uncover your full potential. Now, are you ready to transform your life? Well, welcome back to the Ecala podcast. We have a special guest here today. I met him in the the fall of last year and I've heard his story and I've been really excited and wanted to continue to learn more about like why he's doing this certain event. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you all to Carlo Facino. Welcome to the show, Carlo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been It's been great to meet you and link up and uh, I've been having a lot of fun at CrossFit, so uh, excited to chat with you. Great. Yes. So, yes, Carlo is a member at CrossFit of Fremont, our gym. And so when he came up to me, he uh, told me that he is training for a, a, I don't know what you would call it, event, adventure, voyage, going, rowing from the coast of California all the way to the Hawaiian Islands. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. Uh, it's it's ocean rowing, so it's it's something that uh, is not very well known. Very few people have actually gotten out on an ocean and rowed. And usually, ocean rowing is going kind of from landmass to landmass. So you're crossing the ocean. You're not just kind of going off the coast um, a couple miles. It's something where you're actually going way out. Open ocean, totally self-supported. That's another part of ocean rowing is that these trips are 100% self-sufficient. You should have everything needed for your journey in that uh, in your boat. And, and that's kind of the premise uh, for ocean rowing is, is kind of getting out there and really being out in the middle of the ocean. Middle of the ocean. And people don't realize you're doing this alone. You're going to be solo. Right, right. So, so I have been very fortunate to get to do two ocean rows previously. I rode as part of a four-person boat from Monterey to Hawaii in 2016. So, four-person boat being three plus you? Yeah, correct, three plus me. And so, the way that that worked was we had two people rowing at all times. So, we would take hour and a half shifts. So, you'd be rowing for an hour and a half and then you'd switch the two people who were rowing would get off of the rowing seats and they would get into the cabins and you'd have an hour and a half to eat and sleep and then your shift would be back up and you'd switch with the people who are rowing so essentially for 24 hours a day you were doing hour and a half for rowing hour and a half to eat and sleep hour and a half to row hour and a half to eat and sleep for 24 hours and we did that for 39 days so 39 days. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you talk about the shifts, it kind of reminds me actually of the uh, Goggins challenge kind of in a way. Have you ever done that? I have not. What uh, I actually, I'm, I, I'm not even familiar with it. So I mean, I know what Goggins is, but. Yeah. So it's, it's actually around this time of the year 
it's like uh, you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Okay. So just getting used to that, you know, exercise, rest, regain energy. But it's a lot of the uh, mental aspect of needing to like kind of uh, sleep deprivation too, you know? Right, right. It's, it's a challenge. You know, your body eventually will fall into a routine, but it's very, it's very unnatural routine. And so it does take a while for your body to kind of adjust to that schedule and that sort of rigorous, like hour and a half, hour and a half off, hour and a half on. Yeah. But eventually your body does, does adjust. Um, but it takes, it does take a little bit of, a little bit of a rude awakening, so to speak, before your body adjusts. For sure. Well, so that's the rowing part. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, yeah, if you could just elaborate a little bit more about yourself and who you are. Yeah. Um, so I was born in San Jose, actually Santa Clara. I grew up in San Jose, uh, lived, you know, went to college at UC Davis. So I was out of the area for a little bit, but then moved back to the Bay Area and now I live in Fremont, so uh, no longer in San Jose, but uh, live in Fremont. And outside of outside of ocean rowing, I organize um, running events, triathlons, half marathons, things like that. Uh, so I do a women's a women's running and triathlon series called the Mermaid Series, and so that's kind of what I do on a day to day basis. And that's something that you just kind of started uh, recently, right? Well, as far as the mermaid uh, series? Yeah. Well, actually, the very first mermaid event that I put on was in 2004. So it was a women's triathlon. And it was here at Quarry Lakes in Fremont. And so that was the very first mermaid event. Of course, being a triathlon, the name mermaid really made a lot of sense with the swimming, the biking. The swimming okay. So back then it was called mermaid too. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, and so that was the very first women's event that I put on was the triathlon over at Corey Lakes. And then from there, you know, I was really, um, just kind of like in awe of the atmosphere of that first event and just kind of everybody being out there with this goal of completing a triathlon for themselves. And it wasn't, you know, like what kind of expensive bike do you have or what kind of gear do you have? Everybody was just out there to kind of compete and be there for themselves to accomplish this goal of crossing the finish line. And that was, that was sort of everything that I loved about the sport of triathlon. And I realized that it was kind of a neat niche. And so from there, that first event, then I started organizing more events that were for women. And I wanted them to kind of be all encompassed in the same series you know, so that people would recognize the brand and then come back and do, you know, maybe a different event. So now I've got uh, seven different events all under the Mermaid Series name. Some of those are triathlons. Some of those are trail runs. Some of those are road runs. So, yeah. Wow. You're busy. So uh, even uh, that's what you organize. And then how about for yourself? What do you, 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 you're a runner yourself. You do a lot of runs throughout the year. Have you always been a runner? Well, no. I've not always been a runner. You know, I, in high school, I played soccer. I ran, I triple jumped. I I did track. um, And I got to college. I had broken my leg senior year in high school playing soccer. So when I got to college, I was out of shape. I was trying to figure out what to, what to do. It was out of the question that I could even try out for the, 
for the soccer team at, at UC Davis, I was never that good. And just so happened that the rowing team uh, was at the dining commons where all the freshmen are the very first couple days of class and they're recruiting everybody and anybody because it's a club sport. And so, you know, they recruited, they recruited me in the sense that they said, Hey, you should come out and join the rowing team. And so, you know, that really started, started me off on long curvy route. That's gotten me to where I am today. But the gist is I, I joined the rowing team. I rowed for four years in college after college. Uh, you know, it's very difficult to continue rowing because you don't have a group of people who are all on the same team and, you know, coordinating people's work schedules to show up in the morning to row a boat never oh. really works out very well. That early, so, right? Because it's early workouts. Exactly. Exactly. So, so then, you know, you're like, well, how do I, what do I do to exercise? Well, running is something you can do all by yourself, riding a bike, you know, triathlon. So I started training for um, triathlons and really I was into the swimming and biking part the running was never a, a very strong point for me, but eventually, you know, I kind of wanted to really uh, improve my running. And so I thought, well, to improve my running, I need to be focused on it more. And then I transitioned into doing like ultra marathons and uh, things like that to try to improve my running. And, and to be honest, now I feel like I can run really far, really slow. And that's, that's, that's what I've got. I've never really improved my speed of running. I, it, I can just run for long, long distances, really, really slow. Wow. So it was first. So yeah, that's funny. So you went from like a team sport to needing to go solo because you just needed to be out there and do something. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's um, that, that aspect of going from like a team sport to solo or solo to a team really you know, there's a lot to that. And, and those were some things that I noticed when I did our ocean row in 2016, you know, we, we were a team of people and we, we all didn't know each other prior to the row. We met each other two weeks before the race. That was a race that we were in. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, there's the team dynamic when you're out in the middle of the ocean really, uh, really comes into play. And that can be, uh, a benefit to you or it can be a hindrance to, to you. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I know for, you talk about the working out with other people, the rowing kind of like how with CrossFit, like for me, I can push myself more it, and it's, it's just more, uh, I have more enjoyment with doing it with other people. I can see how, well, in your case, when you're with other people for a longer period of time, for sure, that's, that's where it can, uh, especially, you know, yeah, it's a very not so comfortable place could be a hindrance a little bit, but right. you do it together though. And I bet you just that fulfillment. I mean, tell me how it felt when you, you said 39 days when you, uh, you, this, I think you said, uh, you went from like the San Francisco coast to Waikiki and you did it cool. 39 days with four people. How did it feel to across that, that, uh, finish line? Yeah. You know, it's, the beach, um, <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, it was crazy. So it was a four person boat. It was part of the Great Pacific Race, which is a rowing race. We went from Monterey to Waikiki. Uh, so that was the route all the boats were taking. I think there was nine boats that started, and I think there was only five that actually finished. 
we ended up winning the race and setting uh, a Guinness World Record for the fastest crossing at the time. Was it? Um, yeah. So at the time. So then now it's uh, as far as uh, someone else has beat it at, at this point. Correct. Somebody beat it last year in a four person boat. Okay. Um, and so we we had the record for a while as a four person team, but it was beaten last last year. And and, you know, it's an incredible kind of team dynamic, but we had a lot of challenges, which is personalities, I would say. And part of that was we were four people. We were team uniting nations. We had four people from four different nations. We had a guy from Iceland. We had a guy from France. We had a guy from Brazil. And then I was the token American. Um, and so there's personalities that get into play when you're it's total out. different cultural. Right. So you, did you said you met them two weeks before the event? Correct. Oh, Correct. I did not know that. So that's a big challenge. You don't, yeah, you don't know each other well. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, the concept was great. The race director had sort of put, taken four people who he felt had the opportunity, you know, the uh, desire to win the race and he put all four of us together. And so that's how our team came about for that event. And the concept is really great. The fact that we were from four different nations, you know, there's going to, there's going to be some cultural differences and things like that to, to kind of have to overcome, but it, it can work out beautifully and it can also work out where people's personalities get in the way. And for the, for the most part, we overcame everything. You know, we overcame all the personal differences and the personalities and uh, we learned to work well with each other. But there was definitely a lot of times where, where, you know, just people had different opinions and different ideas and you have to work through those things. And, and, and that part of it, was a really uh, challenging experience, but I would say we you did passed with can... flying colors and, and we got over all those things and, you know, we made it to Hawaii and pulling up to Waikiki, uh, knowing that we had just broken this record, we had friends and family there. And, and so it was a pretty amazing experience. Wow. So you had people waiting there. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. But it felt good. The people in the boat, do you guys go out together? like to eat or is that that at that point that's it um you go your separate ways yeah no no i mean we 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 got along um one of the guys uh ended up staying with me for a couple of nights uh in waikiki because he didn't have any family who, who came out to see him finish one of the guys i two of the guys i keep in touch with all the time so you know it's it's been a really good experience and you know, some, some lasting friendships that will, that will, that came out of it for sure. Yeah. That's a opportunity. I mean, the once in a lifetime thing with these, these four people together yeah. and that's awesome. So, okay. So you're training right now to go row across the Pacific. When are you going to try to be doing this? And um, so how can people follow you even? Yeah. So um, I'll be rowing this June. I'll be leaving from San Francisco uh, kind of going just, just to the north of the Golden Gate Bridge. There's a little yacht club there, the Presidio Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. I'll be leaving from the Presidio Yacht Club. End of, very end of May, beginning of June. And then going from uh, San Francisco to Hilo. So I'll be going to the Big Island, uh, which I'm pretty excited about uh, having that as my, my landing spot. Uh, so that'll, 
you know, for me to leave, it takes a little bit of a weather window. So there's um, kind of some things that play into to when I can leave. So I can't quite say like June 1st will be the exact date because a lot of it depends on, you know, what's going on with the winds and the tides and you're trying to find a time when the winds and the tides all match up for your best shot of departure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be end of May, beginning of June. And people can follow along uh, with uh, carlofacino.com or at carlofacino on Facebook or uh, Twitter or Instagram. Okay, perfect. Well, definitely be following you. And uh, I even hope uh, I could even go to the meet you on the other side. Hilo, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you accomplishing that that goal, that, that, that record. I think you said, I don't know if you mentioned here. I know in my mind, it's 52. 52 days ish. So if you did it 52 days, like right at the mark, you would beat the record already, right? Because it's 52 something. Yeah, it's 52 days, uh, 17 hours. Okay. um, And I think 32 minutes. So that's what I'm shooting for to to beat. And yeah, I'm I'm excited about the challenge. Yeah, we're really excited to watch you. I I can't wait. But I'm going to have to have you on another episode and we have to go in a little bit more. I, w- I have so much questions. I know, you know, when we meet each other at the gym, I'm like asking you different things because I'm so intrigued. But I appreciate you coming on and uh, look forward to the next episode with you. That would be great. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Carlo. Thank you so much for listening. But wait, we want to keep you updated and continue to be inspired and motivated. Follow us on our Instagram page at Ecola Strong. We'll see you on the next episode.